Hello there, dear podcast listeners. My name is Erin Udell, and I'm a reporter for the Fort Collins Coloradoan. I cover arts, entertainment, fun, and culture in the Choice City and beyond. You may remember my sultry voice from a podcast I put together last year and updated back in February about a cold case in our fair city. So I'm no stranger to the Colorado and small and windowless video room where we keep our fancy computer and this little podcast microphone. But unlike my last project, People vs. Masters, which you guys should totally listen to so we can talk about it, this one is a bit different. I've been working at the Coloradoan for almost five years now, and I can't seem to get away from one type of story. They follow me. They haunt me. I can't stop writing local history stories. It's a problem. What? Someone as young and hip as you is interested in history? That's a question I get asked a lot. Not really. But yes, local history. Over the years, I've written about the secret former lives of old sorority houses, about the black-bearded French-Canadian pioneer that helped settle then a fledgling Fort Collins, and even about a topless donut shop that popped up on the edge of town in the 80s. And one thing I've learned each time I post a new story, it's that people here are proud of being from Fort Collins. They love living in this city, and they want to learn more about it. They want to know its past. Because of all that, I wanted to take my local history knowledge and pair that with the love I have for hearing my own voice, and thus, this podcast was born. So without further ado, I introduce to you The Way It Was, a history pod past. In this first episode, I'll be talking about the lost town of Stout. Never heard of it? That's because you technically have to dive into Horstruth Reservoir to see signs of that old quarry town. It was flooded in the 40s to make way for the reservoir. But before that, it was its own place. Houses stood there, a school was there, railroad tracks, a boarding house, a bar. In this episode, I visit with a kind of unofficial local historian of the area, a man who's lived steps from the former town of Stout for more than 40 years. I dive into our museum's archive and dust off a 40-year-old taped interview with the most accomplished chicken farmer I've ever heard of. That one will make sense a little bit later. And then I find a remnant of the old quarry town that's been hiding in plain sight for more than 100 years. To kick us off, here's the cheesy theme music I agonized over for roughly 30 minutes for The Way It Was, Episode 1, The Secret Town of Stout. That's me, my recorder, and a little Colorado wind right off of Horsetooth Reservoir in a small neighborhood sprinkled with houses. I'm meeting Daryl, who along with his wife Margie, have lived near the reservoir for decades, and they helped me with a story I wrote about Stout back when I was at CSU's college newspaper. When I called Daryl, I have expected him to remember nothing about meeting me, but right after I say my name, he recalls immediately and offers up his house as a meeting spot to go over some old stories and historical photographs. So it's a pod. Have you ever listened to a podcast? I've never turned a computer on. Okay. My wife has. So. so a podcast is basically they vary, but um. Hi, Erin, Margie. Yes. yes. Nice Hi. to see you again. How are you? Good. Good. She's explaining what a podcast. Oh yeah, is. we're just so out of it. Okay. 
Daryl and Margie built their house near the reservoir in the 1970s, and since then, houses have sprung up around them. Daryl's been collecting information on Stout for years, and laid out on his dining room table, there's article after article and picture after picture. He said he even puts together a little packet of history and gives it out to new neighbors when they move in. After all, their street is right near one of the only reminders of the old quarry town that was Stout. A sign that reads, Stout, Colorado, population 47 and a half. I'm still not 100% sure on what that half represented, and neither is Daryl. The sign was put up by the former owner of the long-gone bar that sat at the bend there. I've heard that it represented the bar owner's dog, and Daryl also said it could have been counting a woman who was pregnant or something else silly like that. This is looking west. Okay. Our house is right in that hole. And refresh my memory, how long have you lived here? Since uh, 71. Okay. December 71, so that's 45 plus years. And what, like, what did this area look like when you moved here? Well, here's what it looked like before. This was actually sometime about the six, 1960, because this is a ranch house. Our house would be right in there. And then the reservoir would be down Down over here, here okay. yeah. And the boarding house would be kind of, can't really see it in this picture. According to one of the articles that Daryl had saved, a piece written by Edith Bucco for Colorado Magazine in 1974, the history of Stout starts in the 1870s, when builders of Fort Collins found and began hauling ancient sandstone from the area's western slopes near Spring Canyon. By 1881, almost a dozen quarries were established in the area, and those quarries were where stones for some of Fort Collins' most beautiful historic houses came from. A store and post office popped up, then came a railroad depot, section house, a water tank, and the boarding house, where a lot of the quarry men and their families lived. There was a schoolhouse and church services, reading clubs, and lectures. Stout had the biggest 4th of July celebration, apparently, and Fort Collins families would travel there by train to enjoy food and dancing and fireworks. Yeah, when did they build that one? When did they build that one? Well, that was a doctor built that. They just uh, got a piece of ground and booted. That second voice belonged to Francis Goodell, and that recording is my second favorite find of this whole project. The lovely staff of the Fort Collins History Archive pulled it for me. It's one of many oral histories recorded with notable residents of old Fort Collins. This one in particular was recorded in the 1970s. The interviewer is Charles Unfug, and the quality, okay, it's really bad, but hang in there, I'll fill in the gaps. So you're a, a World War One veteran? Yeah. When you left... That's probably right after you left Manhattan and Goodell the oh. farm, the ranch then. Well, I, uh, it was after I got through high school that I joined the army. Where'd you go to high school? In Fort Collins. In Fort Collins? Yeah. Goodell was born in Manhattan in 1893, but not that Manhattan. Manhattan, Colorado, which was long gone even back in the 70s. When I first found a mention of Stout and Goodell's oral history, I asked more about him, and the archive staff said, Oh yeah, the chicken guy. Goodell was a renowned chicken farmer, and among some things donated to the history archive is a box of his old poultry records, hen genealogy cards, and meticulously kept logs of laid eggs. Your poultry ranch is up you know, by Stout? Yeah. In the bottom of the, the, bottom of the lake. Yeah. So you must have known Stout pretty well then, too. Yeah, we we were the first ones that we bought out because we were right in front, just above the dam here. Well, what was Stout like? Well, it was... Uh, yeah, you know a lot of ghost towns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. aren't around anymore. So, well, we had the, what was the Stout post office, the Grand Filling Station store there for a while. 
Well, what was the without? What was it there for? Was it just like a little farming community, or? Well, it was. was it, like it was put in there right in first place on account of mining is. Don't feel bad if you missed any of that. I have young ears and had trouble making it out. The cassette tapes this interview were recorded on are almost twice as old as me by now. Basically, Goodell had a poultry farm in the Stout area, and it sounds like he and his wife, who was funnily enough also named Frances, ran the filling station in a little store there. But just as Stout boomed, it busted. You might have heard Goodell mention flagstone being used for sidewalks and how the advent of cement kind of put the kibosh on the need for stone. I've also read that the railroad company that went through Stout lost its interest in transporting stone and coal, so it doesn't sound like much of a quarry town after that. But some of the people who lived out there stayed, farmers and ranchers, and there was a little school too that was in operation until the bitter end. That's when the town of Stout made way for Horsetooth Reservoir. Goodell said he and his family were one of the first Stouters that were bought out and left the old town. Eventually, everyone had to leave, and in 1951, the water finally came. We'll hear a little bit more on that next. You're listening to The Way It Was, a history podcast brought to you by the Coloradoans' Facebook Messenger Alerts. Would you like to be the first to know when news breaks in northern Colorado? Or are you more of an entertainment junkie who would love to see the best options of things to do this weekend? Sign up for the Coloradoans' Alerts on Facebook Messenger for a truly customized news experience. Visit facebook.com slash coloradoan and send us a message to get started. My name is James Bishop, and my official role is as the Public Involvement Specialist with the Bureau of Reclamation. You know what they say, it's not a party until the federal agency that oversees water resource management arrives. So for a little background, Horsetooth Reservoir was one of several reservoirs created as part of the Big Thompson River Project, which dates back to the 30s. It was a way to divert West Slope mountain water from the Colorado River to Colorado's front range and plains, where farmers desperately needed it. It was always a dream, actually, of the farmers here on the East Slope. Uh, The Union Colony started in 1870 uh, in Greeley, and it was always the case that the land was uh, suitable for farming in terms of the soil quality, Uh, but we just didn't have the, the water to do it. And so, like uh, so many areas in the West, um, and that's really the area that the Bureau of Reclamation operates, and our logo is managing water in the West. Uh, people wanted to, to take water from where it was um, to a place where, where they were and they could use it. Four dams, most of them more than 200 feet high, were constructed in the 1940s, starting in 46 and finishing in 49. The reservoir started storing water in 1951 with a capacity of 156, 735 acre feet and 25 miles of shoreline. So the town of Fort Collins, uh, in a- on average, you know, it varies a bit from year to year, but on average, um, 50% of its water comes from uh, the Colorado Big Thompson Project and 50% of its water comes from the Booter. Um, when the project was originally um, when it was originally operational, two-thirds of the water that we diverted from the West Slope over to the East Slope was used for agriculture, and one-third was for municipal and industrial use. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as you know, the Front Range is just a really popular, desirable place to live. And what's happened is that at this point in time, it's completely inverted to where two-thirds of the water we bring over from the West Slope is for municipal and residential use, uh, municipal and industrial use, and one-third is for agricultural use. I get that Horsetooth provides my city and its farmers with much-needed water in the sometimes dry Wild West. But what I think of when I see Horsetooth is fun. I think of boats and kayaks, water skiers, and swim beaches. Fifteen minutes from our front doors, there's this outdoor escape. You just wouldn't expect to find it there. I think of a full Horsetooth, too. Lots of water. I don't think of the town that once stood beneath it, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't. Not until the early 2000s. So that's when the Bureau of Reclamation drained the reservoir to about 1.2% of its capacity to inspect three possible sinkholes at the base of Horsetooth Dam. It was done as part of a federal effort to modernize the reservoir's four dams, and to give a peek into the ghost town of Stout, or our Atlantis, as I like to call it. They drained Horsetooth in the early 2000s, was it? Oh, gosh. That's Daryl again. They raised the dams once, and then there was also a time when there was... What else? It was real low a couple of times. We took some pictures. We actually went over to where the school foundation was. And so that would have been, so that's where the reservoir is now, yes, right? Yes, yeah. The, so, what do you, so you remember seeing the school foundation. Do you remember seeing any other buildings that kind of peaked out? Uh, foundations. There weren't any buildings. Okay. There were foundations. So. Have they all been kind of degraded? I have pictures of the. Let me go look. You go ahead and okay. look through stuff. Daryl's collection is impressive, and after 45 years of collecting old historical photographs and articles, I guess it has to be. When the reservoir was drained, a lot of reporters and writers had fun with it, Coloradoan reporters included. There were jokes of old boats, a church, and a gigantic aquatic monster that lurked beneath the water. But mostly, like Daryl said, there were just old building foundations. What's it like to live here knowing that there's, you know, remnants of a town below the water? It's... It's interesting to me. People yeah. stop and take their picture by the sign down there, probably not knowing what it is and mm-hmm. all that. But Daryl and Margie have been endlessly kind to me, both when I was first writing about Stout in college and again when I was putting together this project. And as proof that they're the sweetest people ever, Daryl had one last thing for me before I left. Oh, and I didn't offer you a cookie. Oh! She made cookies, so I don't know if you want to take I was them. eyeing them. I'll have one. Of know, I never turned down a cookie. Take several. Oh, my goodness. You wanna... Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Actually, I think she made them for you. What? So That's they so made nice. them for you. Yeah, so. Oh. So I bid adieu to Daryl, thanked him for his time, and then sat in my car in their driveway scarfing down a chocolate chip cookie. And right as I started backing out, he jogged down his front steps. He had two last things to tell me. First, I had a turn signal light out, which I've since fixed. And secondly, there is one last reminder of old stout, the real stout. You can still see it plain as day. Just go up this road and that one, he said, and you'll see the remnants of the four stone walls that once made up the old boarding house and inn. Carol said that if I just drive up here, I can see the four walls that once made up the Horsetooth Inn. And there it is. Oh, I feel like a crazy person talking to myself. Wow, I've never seen that before. 
You can't get up there. It's you could you'd be trespassing, but see it plain as day. So next time you're driving up to Horsetooth Reservoir, right before that bend in the road and the little corner store that sells ice for your coolers in the summertime, you can take a look at the stout sign, the one that reads population 47 and a half, and know that yes, there was a little town called Stout there, and maybe if there's another dam issue, you might be able to see it one day. As for what made up the half in 47 and a half, we may never know. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of The Way It Was, a podcast podcast. To see really cool photographs of the old streets, boarding house, and school of Stout, Colorado, head to thecoloradoin.com or more specifically, this semi-complicated link. Are you ready? It's noconow.co slash 2-O-N-0-V-W-7. I'll figure out an easier way to do this in future episodes. So if you have any ideas for those future episodes, shoot me an email at erinudell at coloradoin.com or feel free to tweet at me. I'm on Twitter with the handle at erinudell. That's E-R-I-N-U-D-E-L-L. And be sure to tune in next month for the second episode of The Way It Was, a podcast podcast. Podcast.